and welcome to another episode of the Bert's Books Podcast. I am Bert and this is Michael. Hello. Hi Michael, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay, actually. Good. It's just started to rain. It has. As I left the shop to come and see you. Of course. Which was lovely. Um, it's been a bit of a quiet week. It's been a funny old week, yes. And it's only Wednesday. As we record this, get it, that's yes, behind, indeed. behind the magic. Yeah. Behind right. the curtain. It doesn't, <laughs> go, out, doesn't go out live. No. <laughs> God, can, can you imagine? imagine? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that wasn't nice, the rain. Um, but uh, it's, it's, it's been a quiet week. I think it's getting towards the end of the month. Not yeah. quite payday yet. People are a bit... I don't want to go out, don't want to spend money. I mean, the website's been so quiet. This you month. hear that, people? Website's been quiet. On you go. <laughs> Subtle, isn't we? Subtle. Well, you know. As a brick. Uh, but I have been reading. Good. Have you been reading? A little bit. I've had other things to do, I'm afraid, this week. But yes, I have been reading a bit. Rude. Life getting in the way. I'm afraid Who so. allowed that to happen? I know. Um, oh, actually, very sombre, serious moment. I need to apologise. Four. Two. Oh. Sally. There we go. Um, because a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, I was talking about romantic comedy. Oh, yes. <laughs> and uh, Sally was there at home doing her ironing, uh, listening to the podcast. And um, I may have said that Sally wasn't a very interesting day. <laughs> well done. Well and, done. And I didn't mean it. No, how no, I no. said it. I know. And I thought I'd, I thought I'd, dis- I thought I'd explained this. In the podcast, but once I explained it to Sally in person, I think I think she was okay with me. I think she's forgiven me. I haven't seen her since. I haven't yes, seen her since. <laughs> no, you haven't. I have. I oh, saw her the other day. Okay. Um, but she, uh, yeah, I was basically saying that when I was a kid, and I wrote a lot, the main character was always called Sally. Yes. And so, to me, I now. Avoid the name Sally because it seems like a really obvious name. Well, I can not do... a boring name. No, no, it's no. A very interesting name. Not at all. I can do the same thing when I was writing as a kid. The name Simon was was first one to come, and then I would always go, "No, you can't use Simon. Simeon." Oh the, no, that no, no. So yeah, both of those names are out for me. Simeon. Yeah. Le Français. If you like. Um, but I, it got me thinking. Yes. Because I'm now wondering what everyone else is doing whilst they're listening to the podcast. Yes, that's true. Are they ironing? Are they, Are they driving? driving? Well, we do know that Nikki, hello yes. Nikki, uh, she drives. I know this because her kids get in the car um, when she picks them up from work and all they hear is us <laughs> wanging on. Well, yes. <laughs> they tell Poor me things. that when I go and get my batch of sausage. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. Um, shall we get on with it? Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. I've got a couple of books to talk about. Well, at least one. Okay. Um, and you've got one. I, I can see. One. I can see it in your hands. Yeah, I can probably rummage up another one if you want. Well, let's find out how many we rummage up yeah. on the other side of this music. I have a book to tell you about. Yes. But before I do, I want you to repeat what you just said. I I don't know what you're talking about. You said I could. I could tell you about the Agatha Christie, at which point I rolled my eyes, that I've read, but it isn't one I particularly like. I don't want to go along with this avenue of conversation, thank this, you. Uh, I, I have, my eyes have been open. Yeah. Um, I'm very intrigued. They're not all perfect, okay? Wow. Yeah. You heard it here first. I know. Most of them are. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the book that I have got. Now, this is one that I saw uh, a while ago. Okay. So, it's published by Lightning Books. Okay. Um, small indie publisher. They are the publisher who published uh, We Are Animals by Tim Ewins. Oh, yes, yes. Which I really loved. That was good, yeah. Uh, and um, so I get their emails, and they, they, they emailed about this a while back, and then they emailed again last month to say, this has been nominated for a prize. Lovely. Or it has won a prize, possibly Lovely. even. And I thought, oh, do you know, I really do need to check this out because it's right up my strata. And so I went to our little bookshelf and it was not there. And I, I was convinced I'd got it in. Okay. Last time they'd sent the email, but obviously I hadn't. Uh, so I got it in again, or for the first time, and I read it and it was very, very good. Good. Shall I tell you what it is? Please do. It's called The Other Side of the Whale Road by K.A. Hayton. And I shall read you the blurb. Why are you smirking? Railroad, railroad. I was just trying to conjure up with something and I can't. Okay, carry on. Um, the Vikings are better armed than we are. Okay. They have long, heavy axes that can take a man's head from his shoulder. I know this because I see it happen. When his mum burns down their house on the White Horse Estate, 16-year-old Joss is sent to live in a sleepy Suffolk village. The place is steeped in history, as Joss learns when a bike accident pitches him back more than a thousand years to an Anglo-Saxon village. That history also tells him his new friends are in mortal peril from bloodthirsty invaders. Can he warn their ruler, King Edmund, in time? And will he ever get home? So, interesting. it's a teenage book. Okay. Um, I would pitch it along the similar sort of lines as maybe uh, Elidor by yep. um, Uzuma Flip, Alan Garner. Yeah. Uh, that sort of adventure, fantasy, but actually got this quite real earthiness to it. It feels quite yeah, yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so Joss is a 16-year-old boy. He goes to stay in this village called Hoxon, I think it is, or Haxon. Um, and he... He doesn't, he sort of doesn't fit in. I mean, he's, he's quite brave in that he stands up to some bullies. Good. Who aren't bullying him, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, ends up in a fight and sort of gets suspended. Good uh, He goes out on his foster parents' bike. Uh, they, they lend it to him. Yeah. And has an accident and ends up a thousand years in the past. We've all been there. It happens all the time. Honestly, I know. I, I don't know how I get through the day without doing it. If sometimes. I had a florin for every time I've been sent back in time, you'd be a very rich man. I would. Um, so, uh, and there he meets a couple of Vikings, as you do, um, and he learns that they are, well, I say Vikings, he learns a couple of Anglo Saxons, and they are wary of a Viking invasion. Um, and he has learned a little bit about this Viking invasion because mm-hmm. um, it's quite a thing in this village. It's it's what they're known yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, there's this bridge that um, when um, the Vikings went over it, there's a lot. There's a legend about um, the King Edmund was underneath and he was given away by a flash of, of his gold. The sun hitting okay. his yep. like his gold um, was seen under the bridge. And a couple who were on their way to get married um, betrayed him to the Vikings. Um, so Joss basically ends up there a few months before this is due to happen. And um, he gets to know them. 
and then has a little bit of an accident and ends up back in the present. Lovely. Okay. Then a few more bits happen and he ends up back in the past. Okay. Uh, and then he finally ends up back in the present. So, um, I, spoiler alert, he, he makes it back in... I mean, we were all expecting that. I think so. Um, but it's the content... Uh, it's a fun book. Um, I I read it quite quickly. Yeah. Um, I think for... Um, for what it is, which is a teen book, it does its job really well. Yeah. It's a good plot. It gets you thinking about um, the... Uh, sort of the Anglo-Saxons, it might make you want to research them more and yeah. learn, a, learn a bit about them. It also gets you thinking about how myths and sort of legends have yes. come about. Yeah, I find that stuff interesting. Um, because, for instance, as Joss points out, why was King Edmund wearing gold yeah. in the middle of a battle? Yes. Like, is that, is that real? Yeah. Why was a couple on their way to get married? In the middle of a battle. Yeah. There's a What's lot... happening there? Is... Yeah, that's true of a lot of myths, isn't it? So you're going to go, oh yes, well that's this, and then look at it deeper, and you're going to go, does that make no, sense? That, none of that makes sense. Um, I was thinking about it afterwards, because I knew I was going to talk to you about it yeah. on the podcast, and I couldn't decide what what to say. Like I was trying to think, I, I, like, is there a moral to the story? Um, how does Joss's behaviour adapt when he returns does he learn anything and I'm not entirely sure that he does Mm -hmm. Um, he I think learns a bit about who he is as a person and who he might want to be as he grows up but actually he seems quite sensible he seems quite a brave young man Um, and it's mostly just a really good plot um, I don't think it necessarily needs the sort of character development. No. Um, and there isn't really yeah, any yeah. character development. Um, he doesn't, like, everything that happens to him in the present day is kind of outside of his control. Oh, right, okay. Um, so it's not like he needs to change in order to fit in with his new foster parents because yeah. he gets on very well with them. He's just learning more who he is in a different environment. Yeah. Thing, yeah. Um, and, then, and then how that might be around um like his family so yeah. his mum he's been put into care from his mum and he's but he's been split up from his younger siblings yeah, twins. yeah, yeah. uh so he the, the one thing that's interesting is he ends up feeling more at home in hobson a thousand years previously right than he does in the modern day oh interesting okay. um and i i i don't know if that's more a common on the people around them um, because actually they didn't have time to worry about whether you fit in or or didn't. Um, There was still a little bit of sort of people politics going on but actually he they're they're living to survive. Yeah. And so he's in this modern world where he's living to live and he's got all these problems. His mum's got is an alcoholic. Um, she wouldn't have been an alcoholic in the Anglo-Saxon times because there wasn't time to be an alcoholic. Yes. Do you know yes. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there were probably people who had their issues. Um, yes, um, but like kids, kids were getting married when they were his age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they were adults already, and they were dying a lot earlier as well. So it's it's just how it's really interesting to see how. It reacts, how it changes to two um, 
two different timings. Um, I will point out that he is a black man. Okay. Joss is a black man. Um, it's not relevant, really. And that's um, not that the, so the Anglo-Saxons are not flustered by this or anything. Not massively. Okay. Um, they think he's from Ipswich. Okay. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to Ipswich. Neither, I don't, of, no. neither of many of them. No. So they exactly. don't know what's happening. Yeah. There. Fair enough. Um, but uh, he. I, the reason I mention it is because you don't see very much teen fiction or any fiction really that has black characters. At the front of it. No, it's getting better, but it is still... Yeah, you know, um, and I, I, I feel like, go. actually, I, w- I wanted to mention it in case there's anybody out there who is looking for something for yes. uh, a member of their family yeah. who wants to see themselves in a book. It's all about representation. It's um, very important. I, will, I see it a lot in the shop. People come in um, and they pick up a book and I, a woman said it to me once, not that long ago, um, she picked up a copy of oh I can't remember uh, now but it was a copy of a book which had a black woman on the front yeah. and she said I'm buying this because I'm, there's, a, there's a woman like me in it yeah. and I don't know what it's about yeah. but like, I don't see them yeah. so now I'm always a bit I will always like to make sure that there is something like that on the tables yeah. just so that no, people can see themselves yeah. um, and it's I guess I would do be very much the same if there wasn't an abundance or a proliferation of gay male fiction, yeah. <laughs> which there is. Um, I would pick it up because I don't see it. Yes. Um, so actually, yeah, I, I just wanted people to know yeah. that is there. Also, I will just mention one of the main reasons I picked this up. I didn't know anything about it. Uh, it it's got time travelling. Yeah. You can. You can. Anything. You can sit there for an hour and bore me with the minutest plot detail, yeah. And um, like you loved, and I would not be interested in it. Yeah. You show me an Agatha Christie that's got time travel, and I'm all over it. Wait till next week. Ooh, no. <laughs> I won't wait. <laughs> Sadly, not. No, no. Um, yeah. So yes, it will just. You could say to me, read this book. There's time travel in it, and I yeah. will not ask you anything else about it. Excellent. Um, this book, The Other Side of the Whale Road, yep. by K. A. Hayton is available to order right now at burtsbooks.co.uk. Get on it. And through the power of time travel, we have arrived five seconds in the future, and you are going to tell me what your book is about. It's about time travel. Amazing, sold. Right, you can get it at (laughs) burtsbooks.co.uk. Completely coincidentally, yes, this is uh, Wrong Place, Wrong Time by Gillian McAllister. Uh, which I think you read last year. I did, didn't you? Yes. yes. I've only just got round to it, but it's just come out in paperback as well at the moment. So it's in the subscription it's bundle subscription, this month. Yes. So this is wrong place, wrong time. I shall give you the blurb. Late October, after midnight, you're waiting up for your son. He's late. As you watch from the window, he emerges, and you realise he isn't alone. He's walking towards a man, and he's armed. You can't believe it when you see him do it. Your funny, happy teenage son. He kills a stranger right there on the street outside your house. You don't know who, you don't know why. You only know you only you only know your son is now in custody, his future lost. That night you fall asleep in despair, all this lost, and you until you wake, and it is yesterday. And then you wake again, and it is the day before yesterday. Every morning you wake up a day earlier, another day before the murder, somewhere in the past lies an answer. The trigger for this crime, and your only chance to fix the future and save your son. So this is uh, not quite Groundhog Day-ish, because it's not really a time loop. It is just a woman whose name I've already forgotten, which is not good. I want to say Jen. But um, she has... Jen, yes. Um, keeps waking up earlier and earlier in time, 
after seeing her son commit a murder and is now determined to save him. Only she seems to know what's going on. Um, but she can sort of like say to people, if she remembers something from the previous day, she can go, look, that's going to happen. And it does. And then they start going, or oh, maybe something's... You, we believe witch! You. Burn the witch! Yeah, we believe you. you know, how do you know what's going to happen? But then the next day, or rather the previous day, they will have forgotten all this again. So she has to keep saying to people again. Um, so yeah, then it's about basically going back and trying to find out what caused her son to do this crime. No, she does, because it's Halloween, it starts. Yes. 31st. Yeah, ju- yeah, oh, roughly. Yeah. Now, she does, oh, it's the night the clocks go back. It is. Forward. One of them. Back. Back. Um, so, it's, but, because this is what I struggled to understand at first when I was reading it. She, say, um, lives the Saturday. Yeah. And then she goes back to the Friday. Yeah. She then doesn't live the Saturday again, does she? No. She goes back one. She lives. Yes. She she goes to sleep, wakes up a day earlier. Yeah. Lives that day, goes to sleep, and wakes up a day earlier. Yeah. So she just does one day at a time. Yeah. But keeps jumping. But it's not actually. So it starts off being one day at a time, and then suddenly she realizes she's jumped back a week, and then she's jumped back six months. Yes. And she goes back. So it's set in about 2021, 2022. The pandemic is mentioned. It's happened. You know. So it's set. In the present day, but I think by the end of it, she's in about two thousand and three. Yes, and it's that stuff that I really liked about it, like the the plot itself is interesting. It's a good conceit, but it is at the end of the day just like another sort of thriller. Um, you know, there's yeah, nothing... there's something's happened. Yes. There's a reason for it. What was the reason? Yes. Yeah, but but for her, it's can we then undo it? Exactly. So the construction of it is very different, and it's that stuff that I really like because it's. You don't notice the changes going back a couple of days at a time, and then suddenly they've gone back a bit longer and are going, oh, I'll bet you Trump wins the second term. And then they go back a little bit further, and other things have happened. And then suddenly she's holding a different phone, and like, you mm. know, our phone models have changed. And what's interesting is when you get back to like 2005 and around there, you know, she no longer can just get on her phone and call a taxi when she needs one. She gets it, she, when she does it to taxi, there's ash, there's cigarette ash in the ashtray because people are still smoking in public at this time. She stops outside of Woolworths, you know, <laughs> saying cars look so different. And you kind of realise how quickly the world has changed that none of us really noticed. Yeah. And so there's a lot in there, so I think there's a big theme about like, you know, take each day and, you know, appreciate each day and realise that this isn't forever, whatever that's happening at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's all really um, an interesting look at. Yeah, you say that the plot itself is a bit, you know, standard, but the way the plot is constructed is unique. And, and it's, but different. it's not confusing, is no, it? No, not at all. No, every, every chapter tells you how far back she's gone, um, and she quite quickly gets into the rhythm of what's happened. What's happened. Um, so yeah, it's then just, and you like her as well, mm. and you sort of realise that she's flawed in many ways as well. She's trying to fix things she's done, but. Unfortunately, well, it's interesting. What she fixes won't be effective by the next because she's going to go keep going back. Because you say about how uh, her son mm. has committed this crime, and it's two thousand twenty-one, and you've already said it, she goes back as far as two thousand and three mm. when her son isn't alive. Yeah. Um, so it's not. It's a. It's a story about how the small changes yeah. we do. Have an impact. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it's very butterfly effecty sort of thing. Yeah, like, and again, I, I'm sure I've mentioned this on the yeah. podcast. There was something about how um, uh, the butterfly effect. You know, if I go back in time and kill a butterfly, the yeah. world will change. Yeah, and people forget that. 
Yeah, it will. Yeah. But you have that power right now as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, which is it's, very. It's, yeah. Yeah, you just don't know what it will change. But no, definitely. Everything we do is changing the future. Now, if the future exists or not, or the block universe, I don't know. It's very interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Very confusing. It is. It is. But it's um. Yeah, it's really good. Did you like it? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a couple of things in it that I could have done without, but for the most part, yes, absolutely fine, and really enjoyed it. Yeah. So I yeah, did as well. Good really pacing. enjoyed it. I yeah. I'll be honest. I have forgotten bits of it uh-huh. um, and again actually having this conversation on Twitter today like do you remember every book you read no. absolutely not no. um, I, but I look at that book and I go I know I read it I know I yeah, enjoyed yeah, yeah. it and I know I can recommend it to people who like yes, this sort absolutely. of thing yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's for people who don't like time travel yeah. and, um, or don't like sort of complicated structure yeah. it's not is it no not at all um, the, the other thing in it that I do like is that often like, my issue with things like this, with, book, with books and films like this, is like kind of people in the books have no frame of reference. They kind of go, oh my god, it's, I'm going back in time, what's happening, everything. In this one, she explicitly says to someone, I think I'm living a Groundhog Day situation. Um, and it's like, oh good, Groundhog Day exists in, 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 in this world. world yeah. you know? like, I always find that with zombie films particularly, is like when zombies attack in a zombie film, no one ever goes, now I've seen Shaun of the Dead. You know, everyone seems to be like, they all just get on with it like zombies have never existed in the culture. And actually, that's not how it works. So the, the book Feed, I can't remember who it's by, is a really good example of that, where zombies have come, but we all had the knowledge of zombie films beforehand, and yeah, therefore yeah. we managed to keep a lid on it. So that's quite an interesting way of looking at it. But um, yes, anyway, so yeah, this is, yeah, a sort of, it's not believable, necessarily is what's happening, but you don't need it to be. In its own context, it is perfectly believable and makes sense. Yes. Uh, it's called Wrong Place, Wrong Time. It's available to order right now at birdsbooks.co.uk. But if you sign up to the Crime and Thriller yes. subscription, you may find a copy coming your way. But you have to do it by the 31st of March. Yes. Um, because then on the 1st of April, uh, if you sign up, then you'll get a different book. That's true, yes. I don't know what yet. I haven't looked at my spreadsheet. Fair enough. I have read another book which I'm going to tell you about right now. Please do. I've actually read a few. Okay. Um, but I read this one a couple of weeks ago um, during our sort of mini hiatus. Yes. Um, so I'm going to tell you about it now. Uh, bear with if I forget things. Um, or if I suddenly remember things halfway through it, talking about something else. <laughs> uh, it's called The Theory of Not Quite Everything by Cara Nodde, I want I to say. I think Nodde, yes. Um, I met her. She's very lovely. All right. Yes. Show off. Yeah, she came in. Like circles of a Venn diagram, Mimi and Art Brotherton have always come as a pair. Devoted siblings, they're bound together in the childhood home by the tragic death of their parents. Art believes that people, including his sister, are incapable of making sensible decisions when it comes to love. That's what algorithms are for. Mimi knows that her brother is a mathematical genius, but she believes that maths isn't the answer to everything. Not quite. Especially when it comes to love. Still, when Mimi begins her search for a soulmate, Art's insistence that she follow a strict mathematical plan seems reasonable. The arrival of Frank, however, a romantic stargazer who is definitely not algorithm, al- al- algorithm approved, challenges the siblings' relationship to a breaking point. As their equilibrium falters, Art's mistrust of Frank grows, but so do Mimi's feelings. Something about Frank doesn't quite add up, and only Art can see it. Hmm. It's it's a story about a brother and sister. Yes. Um, which I, you don't really get a lot of. No, I really think sibling relationships are underutilised in fiction. Um, especially 
um, ones where they get on. I yeah. think you do get a lot more of like fractured relationships and friendship and um, family relationships. But yeah, siblings that like each other's company I think is very important in fiction and it's not happening enough. Well, these two do like each other's companies. Our is, um, I guess, uh, it's one of those things, I guess undiagnosed, autistic, mm -hmm. um, but where he is on the spectrum, who, who can say? But yeah. he's definitely, he likes things in a certain way. Um, he likes Mimi to be there yeah. and uh, he gets a bit sort of frustrated if she's not. But he also understands that, you know, she does need a life and... Um, oh, yeah. He, he wants to help her do that. And so he, do, he spends a lot of time modelling an algorithm, nice. which basically says that something along the lines of most people, um, I, I can't remember quite the wording, but it's basically like, um, the 30, if you meet 100 people, the 37th person you meet yeah. will be the one that's right for you. Okay. Um, and so he comes up with this percentage and he comes up with this algorithm and he says, right, well... Um, if over the course of the next two years this is how many people you're going to meet um, the, the 16th and 0.8th person that you meet so number 17 yeah. is going to be statistically is going to be the one okay. so just stop looking when you get to number 17 Okay. so you go out with numbers 1 to 16 knowing full well they're not going to go anywhere Right. and then you've got number 17 even if you hate him is probably the one that's how arts Okay. Mind right, works. Um, Interesting. It doesn't account for really human variables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's uh, but she meets uh, she meets Frank at a mathematical do. Mm -hmm. um, so Art is um, a as it says a genius, but he is work. He also works in maths, um, and he studies maths, and he's trying to come up with this formula that proves something and I, I, I'm not going to pretend to understand Fair what enough. it was. It's a bit like lessons in chemistry in that okay. sense in that there are elements of it which go into science or maths um, which, but not, not, not massively deeply and you don't need to understand yeah, it yeah, all yeah. necessarily in order to enjoy the book. Um, but she meets Frank at this do and um, Art is mistrustful but sort of starts to get on with him and then... Um, something happens mm -hmm. and um, suddenly all three of them start to distrust each other. Okay. Um, so it, it's, it then becomes about who do you trust, who do you believe, um, can, can they all come out of this sort of happier? Yeah. Um, it's, it's a really good book. I think I would have liked a little bit more of art. Yeah. Um, he's he's a really interesting character, but it's all told from Mimi's point of oh, view. Oh, okay, right, fine. Um, Is it any similarity to, I think it was called Love and Other Human Errors, which was also sort of like finding love via an algorithm, wasn't it? Was I know Bethany, the one that Bethany you're talking Clift's about, one. Bethany Clift, and yeah. no, not at all. Okay, good. Um, so, um, it, yeah, just not the same at all. Um, I... I, I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I did enjoy it. I, I'm not 100%. I mean, they are pitching it as like lessons at this year's Lessons in Chemistry. I'm okay. not sure it's quite that. Yeah. Um, but it's still very good. It's a nice read. I think people will, will like it. Mm -hmm. um, I, like I say, I would have liked a bit more on art. Um, there's some revelations that come at the end which I felt weren't as shocking. 
as they might have been because yeah. I didn't know that it was a secret, if that makes sense. Okay, right. Um, this is uh, like, it's almost like a, a TV show going, oh, look, this is who done it. This yeah, is who killed yeah, that yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, I didn't realise it was a whodunit. Yes. Uh, yeah. I didn't really. I, I thought they just died. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I mean, there's 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 not like it's not quite that like there isn't a who done it. Yeah. But it's oh okay. I didn't realize there was a secret there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I felt like that was quite slightly undercooked. Um, and art, but art is very interesting. Um, and he is um, like the relationships he has with people. I I think could have been more interesting yeah. because if you'd seen them through like there's a point where he he goes swimming um at a leisure center and a lifeguard basically hits on him in the changing rooms okay which art is just not prepared yeah for. yeah yeah um and like we then get hints of something else with him later on i'm like well hang on what what is going on with him is it does does he does he experience romantic feelings? Yeah. We don't know anything like that about him because he's just all always on his maps. Yeah. I did like the fact that he's so mathematically minded and it's called art. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. That was cool. That yes. was quite cool. Um, yeah, I haven't really got much else to say about it. I did no, en- I enjoyed, enjoyed it. it, though. You yeah. met Cara. I did, yeah. Very nice lady. And she seems to have had great success with this book so far. Yeah, it's, been, it's gone so... properly. I think people will enjoy it. I... Yeah. I, I I, again, I just, I, I look at sometimes these books and I think, oh, your second book's going to be brilliant. Yes. Like, this is still very good. Yeah. But your second book's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's nice, quite nice to, to, to see that. There are some people who write a brilliant first book and you look at that and go, oh, I'm not sure I'm going to read your second book because yeah. how are you going to follow that up? Yes, true. Shuggy Bane, let's say, for yeah. example. Yeah, yeah. Um, who followed it up by basically doing, doing a very thing. similar story yeah. and left me a bit disappointed. Yeah. Whereas actually, um, the next one of Kara's I will definitely read and I think I would probably like even more. Excellent. Hurrah. This is available to order right now at Burt's Books. I managed to cut myself off at the end there. It's burtsbooks.co.uk, but I think people will have figured that bit out. I think so, yes. Um, that is pretty much it. Lovely. For this episode, um, we will have uh, an, an, an Agatha Christie that's awful to talk about next week. No, we? no, I'm no. not going to talk about it. No, no. It's, it's, he looks hurt. No, I am hurt. No, it's, 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 my, it's because I'm going through them in chronology this time round. Oh, we might have to work it out. Oh, you absolutely can. I'm happy to tell you which one it is. It's just, it's which perfect. one is it? It's They Came to Baghdad. Because uh, it's not a murder mystery, it's one of her thrillers. Okay. And at this point, she started, she's 60 at this point, she's written this one. And she has um, started going, I can do other things. And she um, can't. And she, no, she can. Oh, she okay. absolutely can, but this she isn't can. one of them. In her, oh. <laughs> in her, in her, maybe, a nice, maybe a nice jumper. Yeah. Maybe. She can knit a jumper. Yeah. Or... Her earlier thrillers are very good. This one is just a bit messy. Okay. I think. Um, mini Agatha Christie review yeah. there. Uh, that is it, though. That really yes. is okay. it now. Um, what was I going to say? I've forgotten. Go oh, on. I do know. Charts! Oh, yes. Shall we find out what is at the top of the charts? Is it lessons in calmistry? Uh, lessons in what? Calmistry. Calmistry. I don't know. I haven't looked. Okay. Um, I'm going to have a quick uh, 
Right, so that's a World Book Day book. That's a World Book Day book. That's a World Book Day book. So, we'll start there. Oh, oh, oh. At number 10. Little fella called Prince Harry. I've heard of him. Um, Spare. He's at number 10. He's back in again. Have you seen there's a parody of it coming out? Oh, yeah, let's not talk about it. Okay. I've had enough. Fair enough. I've had enough. Oh, no. So have I. I'm just uh, number 9. Ultimate Air Fryer by Still Claire there. Andrews. Still frying around the top yeah. 10. Number 8. Wrong Place, Wrong Time by oh, Gillian McAllister. That was nicely timed. Uh, n- oh, that actually, sorry, I've missed a World Book Day book. So that one is number 7. Harry's number nine. Uh, number ten is We're Going on an Egg Hunt by Martha Mumford. Oh, there okay. you go. So Easter's coming. Yep. Nine is Spare. Eight is Ultimate Air Fryer. Oh, yeah. Seven is Wrong Place, Wrong Time. It was yep. in the wrong place. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, number six is Never Never by Colleen Hoover. Oh, yes. Board of Lunch at uh, number five by Still there. Nathan They hang Anthony. about, don't they? They, they do. The they, they, yeah. they kick around for a couple of months. Yeah. The Rising Tide by Anne Cleves. That's okay. uh, the latest Vera in yeah. paperback. Um, Murder Before Evensong, Reverend Richard Coles, mm-hmm. is at number three. And at number two, it's Lessons in Chemistry mm. by Bonnie Garmus. And at number one, here we go, you'll like this. So Board of Lunch was number five, uh, the healthy slow cooker book. Board of Dinner. No. Um... This is Board of Lunch, the Healthy Air Fryer book. Oh, good Lord. Um, so we're going to have probably Board of Lunch, the microwave book. Yeah. Board yeah. of Lunch, the pop it in a toaster yeah. book. Board of Lunch, don't have it, just have it cold. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. See where we go. Um, I could, I've just done Ebury Press's marketing campaign for the next year. For them, so there you go. That was the top ten. It, it it will start changing now that we're past Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah. The the cookery books will start to fall away. We get a lot of fiction this time of year, so you'll get things released in April, May, where the paperbacks will come out in autumn. Mm-hmm. You get things released in May in time for Father's Day, so you get sort of a lot of sort of more thriller hardbacks come yeah, yeah. out. Um, people releasing things ready for uh, summer reading. Um, yeah, so I think we'll get a lot more fiction coming up in the next few weeks. I also do just want to mention, because Spare has reminded me, uh, we were on the telly. We were on the telly. Um, so between the covers with, on Monday... With Sarah Cox. With Sarah Cox, our friend Sarah. She was on the telly. And Sinetra Sarka was there and she was bringing her own book that's what they do yeah. and her book was How to Kill Your Family by Bella Mackie and they talked about it and they said what it was like yeah. and then Sinetra said oh and did you guys see the bookshop <laughs> that put it in their window alongside the Prince Harry and then Alan Davies said oh that was very clever very yes. good marketing yeah, yeah. and then Sarah Cox said yeah that was the lovely Burt's book so yes. I may have added the lovely bit I don't know if she said that or not um, I can't remember. I'm sure she meant it. Yes, she didn't say yeah. it. Um, so uh, yeah, we was on the telly. That was quite a nice little Lovely. surprise. I um, I got a bit distracted while I was live tweeting. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we were on the telly. Um, that that is now seriously it. Uh, if you would like to get in touch, if I have offended you, and uh, <laughs> you would like to get in touch, um, do what Sally did and come into the shop and have yes. a go. Yes. Or uh, if you can't come into the shop, I mean, maybe that's a new tactic. Offend everyone so that they come into the shop and tell us off. I don't think it's a long-term plan. No, maybe not. Um, so do pop in. Um, email us, bert at bertsbooks.co.uk. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of that stuff. And uh, let us know 
if I've offended you, if I have pleased you in some way, if, you, if you're just completely ambivalent, let us know. <laughs> um, we just like hearing from you. And do, obviously, always tell us what you are reading as well. I'm always very keen to know. Um, that, that's it. I'm going home. Um, say goodnight, Michael. Goodnight, Michael.